Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jera, and they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me, and gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Happy Chinooka, everybody. Oh, it's the Chinooka season. Happy Chinooka, Mr. Joe Black. Happy Chinooka to you, too. I think Chinooka's <laughs> over, though. It is. It is. It is uh, over. Chinooka, Festivus, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry post-Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I had a... I, 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 I can't stop saying that word <laughs> like to all my Chinooka, all my Hebrew friends. Merry Chinooka, because happy, Ch- happy Chinooka, happy guys. Chinooka, guys. <laughs> Sons of Slam is back for our last episode of 2020. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mister Joe Black. How are you, sir? Not bad. I think we've gotten this I far wish, into the uh, actual intro. Have we? I don't think we have. <laughs> how, how are you? Oh yes, we have because it has a little pause break, and then it goes down. <gasps> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, not bad, not yeah. bad. How was your Christmas? Christmas wasn't too bad. Okay. It wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't much anything different. So I don't have. I have a big family, but it's not as big as most or some. Okay. But uh, I still got together with. My cousins, I live with my grandparents and my mom, so they were there. Nice. And everybody was uh, was hunky-dory. Sweet. Sweet. I did the same. I did my, my rounds. I saw my mom and sister and then headed over to my finance, my financy, uh, to see her and the kitties. And uh, it was good. Exchange of gifts. I got, a, I got a nice little air fryer, so I'm going to fry the shit out of everything. Oh, um, dude. Hang on. Is it a air fryer that doubles as a toaster oven it's no. just the singular air fryer with the pull-out bottom with the pull-out bottom gotcha yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna air fry everything i'm gonna air fry i told her i was like i'm gonna air fry like i see i'm looking at this bottle of coca-cola right here i'm just gonna air fry that i have uh some shoes i'm gonna air fry i'm just gonna put everything in there and see what happens you can air fry toast it's not as good as people think that it is but, okay uh, i actually got dairy queen once and it came with like a little toast to soak up the grease at yeah. the bottom yeah so I, I chuck that bitch in the fucking in the air fryer because <laughs> I have a I have an Emerald Lag- uh, Emerald Lagasse branded okay. air fryer. So yeah. it's a air fryer and a toaster oven. Cool. It does everything. You were just Queens and, living. Uh, wow. It was oh yeah, clean living. I, no, I said Queens living. <laughs> no, I'm saying clean. Living. Oh, you're saying clean. <laughs> nothing clean about that at all. It's healthy to fry yeah, the air fun. fry the grease. Um, yeah. yeah. Now I'm just gonna be like getting wings and. Air frying wings. Listen, Royal Rumble party. That's the wings that you're gonna have. 
air fried. Hell yeah. <laughs> air fried the shit out of everything. Let's get into some stuff here because um, we had a very busy week. And we what are we going to do this this episode here, uh, uh, aside from our usual talk, is we have compiled our best three moments and worst three moments of 2020 uh, wrestling. And uh, it was with some honorary mentions uh, thrown in, in the mix. And I'm excited to go yep. over our, our, our collective list and see if, if anything uh, is uh, comparable in both lists, and and we'll. I feel dis- like we have to have at least one or two that are going to be. The same. I would. I would feel. Yes. And if even, we don't, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed in myself. Going, how the fuck did I? How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and there are some things on this list uh, that I, that, when I, in doing my research, I was like, wait, that happened this year. 2020 seems like it's like it. It lasted like 572 days. Like it doesn't seem like a regular calendar year. It just seems like things that happened earlier this year, like Kobe Bryant, like. Um, like the things we're about to talk about, uh, it all happened like last year, 2019, the end of 2019, middle of 2019. This was all in 2020 <laughs> that all the, the shit went down. And so we'll, we will yeah, get into was, that. Uh, when I was doing my research for, for the for the best and the worst of 2020, there were some things that I saw that I wrote down on my list and I thoroughly had to like do some digging. And I was like, that actually happened in 2020? Yeah. I could have sworn that was like late 2019, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Anything that happened after New Year's Day 2020, I feel like it's just a a giant blur. Like, we've been in a coma almost. <laughs> we just woke up in that. Yeah, we're still in the same year. Jeez. I'm really starting to, like, thoroughly believe in the uh, conspiracy theory about uh, us living in a simulation. Mm. So just like, with everything that happened today. We are in first started, I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll move on. If my, my suspicion first started, I, I heard it from Joe Rogan first. And he said, how weird was it that a guy named Anthony Weiner got busted for posting dick pics? I mean, That's it, where it got a little fishy. And I was like, dude, all right, yeah. now I'm in. <laughs> uh, excuse me. That's Carl's danger to you and me. I, I like that he had an alias. Um, let's get into some stuff here because we have a lot to talk about. A lot. Um, we're yeah. going to do some outside the ring stuff. Uh, quickly go over our thoughts on TLC uh, from this uh, from from last week, and uh, yeah, and get and get into our lists. So let's do it. Uh, what do you got outside of the ring? Um, outside of the ring, I think the big one we oh. should probably start off with. Go ahead. The big one, the big one, big one, yeah, or the big one from last week. Well, the big one that just happened. Okay, as yeah, the, as um, Brody Lee, rest in peace. From a non, from the the words of his wife, a non-COVID related lung issue, yeah. and it kind of took everybody by surprise. The last thing that we saw of Brody was, sorry, Mr. Brody Lee mm. was. Um, yeah, put respect on that name. The oh yeah, you're definitely going to now. Mm. But the last thing we saw, the his last match was the dog collar match. Yeah, yeah. And what a match that was! It was an amazing match, and we or I. Didn't understand, uh, nor did a lot of people, according to some reports, even in in Dark Order, some of the the members of Dark Order didn't understand why his reign was so short as TNT champ. And we had joked, or I had joked, I remember vividly joking on this podcast, talking about um, that he was a holdover for uh, being transferred back to Cody just to give it to uh, Darby Allen, mm-hmm. and um, never understood why they they basically just said it was he had an injury. 
uh, and it, it, that was it. That was left to that. And uh, there wasn't any other in-depth uh, conversation about it. Uh, according to reports, there were only people like Tony Khan and the like inside people, Kenny Omega, um, John Silver actually knew. Um, so it was it was only a few people that actually knew about his his condition. And uh, yeah, forty one man, forty one years old. It just seems Unbelievable, like it, so young. Yeah, it always seems like when when you talk about passing in wrestling that it always it happens a lot. And it's I mean it's it's specific because we talk about wrestling here. Um, and it seems to always happen a lot because we always we can go through a list of the hundreds of people that have passed away way too soon. Um, and Brody Lee, Mr. John Huber, real name, um, being added to that list. And uh, yeah, and, and yeah, his wife wife took to uh, Instagram and said, uh, "quote I don't know if you have this quote from her." Mm. She said, to "quote I have my- a quote from." Uh- Wyndham Rotunda when you're done. Okay. Uh, my best friend died today. I never wanted to write out those words. My heart is broken. The world saw him as, as the amazing at Brody Lee, uh, FKA uh, Luke Harper, formerly known as Luke Harper. But he was my best friend, my husband, and the greatest father you would ever meet. No words can express the love I feel or how broken I am right now. He passed surrounded by loved ones after a hard-fought battle with a non-COVID-related lung issue. The at Mayo Clinic is literally the best team of doctors and nurses in the world who surrounded me with constant love. This is a heartbreaking situation, and our thoughts are. Uh, that's that, that was actually uh, the rest. That was the end of it. Um, and what do you got? Uh, Bray Wyatt took to Instagram to post. Uh, he said, "You are my best friend, my brother, my partner, my Terry Gordy. Hmm. We changed the whole world. We changed the whole game because we refused to do it anyway, but our way." We were always at our best when we were a team. I think we both knew it. We fought like brothers because we were. I'm so goddamn pissed. This isn't how it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be us fat, bald, and useless running Wyatt family spots in high school gyms in our 70s. Where do we go now? What do I do knowing I'll never hear from your condescending sarcasm as I'm riding high? I miss you so fucking much already. I would do anything just to live through our worst moments again. I can't believe you're gone. I'm so sorry, brother. I'm so sorry. You will always be a part of me, whether I like it or not. Without you, everything is different, and I hope Amanda truly knows that I am here. Not just to say it, but because I love them too. I will make sure your son knows the incredible man you were. Not the legends people will tell, but the real you that very few people got to see. I promise I'll put him over clean in dark matches when he's old enough, just like I promised. I'm hurting so bad. I wish I had the chance to say goodbye. But then again, it's Saturday, and you know what that means. Save me a seat next to you wherever you are. That's where I belong. I'll be there when it's my time. Goodbye forever, Brody. I love you. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. That's yeah. just incredibly heartbreaking. I do have one more thing on that note. Yeah. Uh, I saw this. Uh, I forgot where I got it from, but it's <laughs> the title was Kenny Omega loses the AEW mm-hmm. world title to Brody Lee yeah. Jr. After Dynamite, that was my that was my next next thing. But go ahead, yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Kenny Omega came out and joined the Young Bucks in the ring. The Elite offered Brody Lee's eight-year-old son a spot in the stable. The Dark Order hit the ring, and a ball a brawl broke out, which ended in a title match between Omega and Brody Lee Jr. Lee's son jumped on Omega's back and made him tap out. Justin Roberts announced Brody Lee Jr. as the new AEW World Champion. <laughs> Just want to know how Kenny's going to get it back. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of storyline? <laughs> what kind of storyline are we going to put? Um, 
I also found it interesting that, uh, I don't know if you saw this, WWE on their website now. So if you go to alleitwrestling.com, you, you can't normally, if you go on there, it shows the results, and which is what, what I do here as far as for the show. I'll post it on my, my screen here and look, go through the results. On there, it's just a, a tribute picture uh, of, of John. And it's, you know, it says 1979 to 2020. Um, on WWE, it says uh, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. A wrestler formerly known as Luke Harper. It does have his name on there, too, formerly known yeah. as Luke Harper. Passed away. Um, on their Instagram, though, they they posted WWE Remembers Luke Harper. And All Elite Wrestling commented on their Instagram and basically just said, we will miss you, John. And that comment garnered around 10,600 10, 10, likes. So not that it, I'm just I'm not pointing it out just to kind of they they, they didn't rub it <laughs> like they're like just say here we are we're we're part of this too I I truly believe that it was just a matter of showing respect it's it's not to you know it, I'm sure WWE could have done the same thing with AEW on their Instagram and it would you know it wasn't that it was it was, it was controversial I'm not bringing it up because it was controversial I'm just pointing out the fact that no matter what <laughs> as far as you know there's a bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is that he competed in both organizations. They both respected him enough to post this, and all elite just went on there to kind of just give their their condolences. Um, and then on both pages, on both websites, there are just countless uh, videos. Um, WWE has a whole section now of of his best moments uh, with like the Y family, him winning the tag titles, um, the IC title, the IC title, yeah. So. It's out there. If there's any videos that you want to watch uh, of him, it, you know this is definitely uh, they definitely put it, put everything together, um, and, and both both companies have done a, a good job in kind of bringing to light what he's he's accomplished in both companies. Um, yeah, and it just and again heartbreaking to have to go through that the day after Christmas, man. It just it, you know <laughs> insane. But uh, rest in peace to John Hoover at uh, age age forty one. Yeah, I was actually with Stephen last night, and he was on Twitter. We were watching uh, uh, rerun of SmackDown, mm. and uh, he just goes, "Bro," he was looking at his phone in like astonishment. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Mm. And he showed me, and I was like, "I was like, there's no fucking." Yeah, like, I thought, I thought, like, I thought, like, how, how, where did it come from? Yeah, I thought it was fake too. You want to know how messed up my head is? I immediately went to, "What if he's just doing this whole Vince McMahon thing to a new level?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's I I would have thought that for a hot second until the fact that I remember that he hasn't been on AEW TV since that dog collar match since at all. Like he hasn't even like showed a promo, like he nothing. BTE nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing on on yeah, dark YouTube absolutely nothing. Like he went dark. He literally went dark. Like some some celebrities or, or people that are just not going to be in the limelight anymore. Uh the only thing person I can think of off the top of my head right now is Tom Seaver. Um he he uh, suffered from uh, dementia, and at, at some point, his family basically had to put a, a notice out there saying that he's not he's no longer going to be in the limelight or in the spotlight, mm-hmm. um, in public eye. And uh, he heard nothing. Uh, the only thing again, the only thing I heard of from from uh, Brody from John here was that they mentioned as far as him being injured. That was it. That was the extent of the the conversation. That was it. And uh, yeah, we, nobody really knew. Um, the extent as far as far as how how bad it was um yeah last thing i'll I'll 
just this would be my last part here. Uh, John Silver took to took to uh, Twitter. Uh, he said, "This sucks so much. Every day, I was hoping to get good news about Brody's condition. Unfortunately, I got the worst news I could possibly get. Such a good and caring guy. I haven't even known him that long, but it was like I've known him forever. He felt like my big brother. He was one of the only people that could make me laugh by doing nothing. <laughs> BTE was so hard to film with him because I couldn't help but bust out laughing when he did anything. He's such a big part of any success I've had in AEW." Brody was such a good guy. He brought me the jacket I wear to the ring just to help me look better and because he was so happy with what we were doing on TV and BTE. I'm so sad for the for his family. His wife is such a sweetheart and his son Brody Jr. will be a world champion one day. <laughs> As of right now. Uh, Brody, Jr., <laughs> Brody Jr. would kick my ass and throw papers at me every time he would see me. He was a hero to his kids and they looked up to him so much. Thank you, John, for everything. Miss you already and I'll see you again someday. R.I.P. That's crazy. Yeah. You want to see a really touching tribute, go look at uh, the Instagram video that, that uh, uh, Enzo put out. Hmm. Take a look. He just, he, he woke up, like he didn't do anything last night. He woke up and he just, he just went on Instagram and, and said, I, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it's, you know, nobody, when nobody wanted to put him over, Luke Harper was like, hey man, What's your move? Mm. And like, he busted out crying. It was really heartbreaking to watch that video. Yeah, like, uh, check it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on here. Um, well, I'll do you one. Uh, I'll talk about a transition real quick. Please. With every with every death comes new life. Okay. Right. That being said, Cody and Brandy Rhodes are expecting their first child. Okay. Can we can we uh, put the kibosh on all these wrestlers that are suddenly pregnant? What the hell's going on? It's like 2020, the year of just like pregnant couples. Yeah, it was Becky <laughs> because uh, Becky did it first. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> Becky did it first, right? And uh, it was a Becky, Renee, and now Brandy. Brandy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody else, right? Mm, not that I can remember. No, and no. it's not even that like res like oh and wrestlers, uh, uh, wrestlers' wives are getting pregnant. Sarah Logan. The wrestlers' wives are all. Oh yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a and the Bellas. <laughs> okay, all right. So listen. <laughs> God damn, yo, people be cut it out. Stop people, having kids. Pe people be fucking, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's your title of me. <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's an epidemic of babies. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> uh, dynamite last week. Netted eight hundred and six thousand viewers for a point thirty two rating in the eighteen to forty eight demographic. NXT checked in with seven hundred and sixty six thousand for a point nineteen uh, rating point in the same eighteen to forty nine demographic. Um, I don't know what what's going on, but everybody like everybody thinks that AEW can compete with with Raw or SmackDown. It's it, it'll be yet to be known. But you need to crack a million viewers on a consistent basis to even be close to yeah. a shitty Raw episode. Yeah, t TNA, yeah, it, right, right. It can, it can be the worst episode of Raw ever and it'll still beat AEW, which is the sad truth. Um, TNA thought that as well back in the day when they were on, on their... On their hunt. On their the, the bell curve, their, their highest point of their bell curve when they were just like at, at the most popular. They were like, you know what, mm -hmm. we, we can do this. And I remember like Taz being there, and and they had you know the aces and eights and their big names, and they were like, let's 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 go against on Monday nights. And mm -hmm. it, 
<laughs> he went to shit. So did not do good. Did not do good at all. Um, so it did get me back into TNA though. Like I, I, oh, no. I watched TNA. For I, I love that. I was like, hey. I got two wrestling shows on Monday. Fuck yeah! I mean, listen. Even before they moved to Monday, on Wednesday nights, I thought it was great. Um, they they were doing really good wrestling, really good storylines. Um, but just it's it's not WWE. No matter what, no matter what schlock they put on, and they put on schlock on a regular basis. Um, e- even even with AEW beating Monday Night Raw in that demographic uh, for that 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 weekend or that week, um, it still wouldn't compete. Uh, so people just need to kind of slow their roll and and let AEW just dominate NXT for the majority of the, of the time. Um, speaking of NXT, can we quickly talk about the uh, the fact that Pat McAfee is mm-hmm. no longer uh, on television? Um, and he, funny enough, he he took to Twitter uh, when everything was going down as far as people posting where the hell is McAfee? Uh, you know all these these articles about him getting fired, and he posted basically I got fired on Christmas. Um, this was the plan all along, even though CM Punk, uh, says he's the best thing on television for NXT, which he's not lying. <laughs> he is not. He is the best thing on television. He is probably the, the best promo-er, uh, on NXT. And I would say second, ironically, is Adam Cole. Um, he, they took him off and that was the, the, the plan apparently was to take him off and that he wasn't going to be a mainstay with this, this faction. Um, and that he was basically just going to kind of have his moments and then come off uh, of TV. Um, yeah, and, and that was it. Didn't make doesn't make really much sense <laughs> in, in the overall picture. Uh, as good as things were, as as well as he was doing uh, with what he was basically putting over, um, you know, his his tag team there with with. Uh, putting over his faction and they and the last time we saw him was at uh at war games um that's the last time we were actually on air <laughs> was talking about war games and um all right yeah and, and that and that was it in the last two weeks he hasn't been on tv um he had like you know lorkin and, and, and the whole crew there basically just kind of doing their own thing backstage and having their matches and no no mcafee to be to be seen so just, that's wild. Just weird stuff. <laughs> just, you, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Like you find it. That's so good. He's so good. You find a good thing and you just kind of like, like let it go. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you fly. If it comes back, it's meant to be. Um, it's gonna come back. So uh, apparently it was. Um, let's see what he say here. Uh, it's better in small doses. Smaller doses, he said. Uh, it was also noted that quote he. Uh, this is this is a backstage producer. Uh, he did nothing wrong. There's no heat. Uh, they, they just wanted him off TV for a little while. Uh, I, yeah. could, I could see that. You start pushing Pat McAfee down people's throats, they're going to start booing, like, well, booing I mean, him in the wrong ways, like 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 Roman Reigns out of fucking the Royal Rumble. Right. right. That's that's not what you I want. don't know, though, man. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. That's the whole point. He's, he's so good. Why would, you, why would you not want to see how much further that could go with everything else that's just crap in, in wrestling? You don't want to water down the market because he is so green in the ring. He is a veteran shit talker, but so he let is him a shit rookie talk. in the ring. Fine, he doesn't have to wrestle though. He can still be the the manager. He can still be like the voice piece for them. They don't talk well. I mean, like, Pete Dunne doesn't. Like, he shrugs his shoulders and he says a couple things. Like it, it, McAfee was able to put all of them over, and he can still do that, just not in the ring. 
And even as a green wrestler, air quotes, green wrestler, he's, he was still good. Like those spots he yeah. did in, in <laughs> the one spot he did in war games where he, he was going through the table. You, you saw him, like you saw the, his motion. It was basically just him projecting where he was going to go. And you saw like him fall back and like you knew he was going to go through a table and that, that he was taught to, you're taught to take a bump a certain way. You take it yeah. on, take it on your upper back. And he, you saw him like look back to see he was aiming right for the table. So like you know that's like that kind of thing needs to be worked out and those little like minute details. But like that Swanton bomb off the top of the cage that nobody caught him for, like he took that bump. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know nobody was there. So that can be worked out. But his mic work like that's that's not something that you can just learn overnight. And he, you know, there's there's wrestlers that are in the business for years that still that will never have that kind of talent. And he yeah. has it now, so why not utilize it? I, you know, it, it, I'm sure there's there's a reason why they do their thing, reason why we do our thing, and they they uh, if they feel that's best for business, so be it. But it's it's not best for from a fan perspective. Agreed, definitely agree. Just uh, it's unfortunate that he's not around, but I'm looking forward to the moment when he comes back. Um, do you watch uh, the Broken Skull uh, sessions? No. You should. That's the one on the network, right? The one on the network. It's basically no. it's it's a video. I watched the Undertaker one, and that was it. Okay, it's it's basically a video podcast. Podcast, yeah. And it's 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 so good. Like if you get a chance to watch, I'm mean, telling I'm telling Rob and everybody else, if you get a chance to watch the one with the Big Show, uh-huh. it's just a masterclass in like backstage goings on, and he and the Big Show just basically goes into like everything that you know as far as how he learned to wrestle and what he did with certain matches and that it's such a great episode and they just had the one with uh, Drew McIntyre um the, the other day and uh he is he was the first uh guest on his show that is actually still wrestling that's yeah i was just about to say that he's the first current wrestler first current wrestler and my news here is that the second current wrestler that they're going to have is also the first woman on Broken Skull Sessions and that will be Bailey Really? Yeah, and I'm, I'm very much, nice. very, very much looking forward to that. If you ever get a chance, he's had so far. He's had the Undertaker, Goldberg, Big Show, Bret Hart, Ric yeah. Flair, Mark Henry, Jerry Lawler, uh, Kurt Angle, and Drew McIntyre. And Bailey will be the first woman to take the show. Um, go, please watch. And and I again, I recommend uh, the Big Show. I haven't seen. I've seen Undertaker. I've seen Goldberg. Um, I've seen Flair, uh, and, and McIntyre. I've not seen. Like Lawler or or Angle, but I highly recommend to watch that show. It, it's and he's he, kudos to him because he's a really good interviewer. Um, you know who I want to see on that actually, Matt Riddle. <laughs> that would right, be just just to see just to see just to see Austin go. Why does everybody hate you? <laughs> no, what do you say to everybody? Why do, why do all the legends hate you? Yeah. Why did Goldberg tell me you shouldn't have that guy on your show? Mm. You know, because I'm assuming that's probably going to happen. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would and be And then he's just going to go, I don't know, bro. And and, and Stone Cold's going to go, nah, I get it. Nah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> show is over. Um, what, what else you got? Uh, actually, speaking of Matt Riddle, mm. uh, last week, two weeks ago, Matt Riddle was offered roughly $400,000 a year for three years to re-sign with the WWE. Right. And Steve had sent that to me, and I first was like, that seems kind of low, because I'm usually, like, when I hear of a contract signing, I'm like, oh, you know, three years, $100,000, $100 million, some shit like that. Mm. And now it's like, 
oh three years and roughly four hundred thousand dollars a year so i actually like went back in my head and i'm like all right the good brothers were offered what 500 yeah each each so i was like okay yeah. all right i, I get mean, it yeah this is that 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 is the the take a for a contract the take a- after i started thinking about yeah. it ginormous Just, especially for a mid quarter that that is huge that is huge. Oh, don't do him like that. He is though. He just he just I mean right now he is. Okay, but he's a mid carter now, is what I'm saying. So at some All point right. he'll he'll I'm not saying that he's a mid carter forever. I'm saying right now as a mid carter, your your contract states that you're getting paid this. He's not like upper level yet. So No, he's not. You're absolutely right. So, you know, it's it, it's it, it was like he's not making Raids money. He's he's not making Orton money. You know, at three mil a year. So you know. Take what you can get when you when you first uh, get over it's 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 better than NXT money. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, good good, good on him. Uh, anything else? Oh, we're going to talk about TLC in, in a couple minutes, is, but yeah, yeah. AEW is possibly scouting the Rock's cousin and the Usos' brother, Sefa Fatu. Saw wow. a couple pictures on Instagram where he was rocking an AEW sweatshirt mm. in front of the AEW logo. So, now granted we've also seen Teddy Hart in that exact position and then he got arrested. So, yeah. take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> so, you're saying that uh, he's he's going to get arrested? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying barring him getting arrested, he'll probably sign with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bar, well, barring a lot of things besides getting arrested, yes. Hopefully uh, he signs. That'd be that'd be a good coup <laughs> to it would for uh, AEW. And they just push him to the roof. Yeah. Push him to the moon. That's it. Just like, here, you want the title? Go for it. Let's <laughs> see if you can be as well as your cousin. Uh, hard shoes to fill. Uh, last thing real quick. Yes. CM Punk tried to buy Ring of Honor while he was still with the WWE. I saw you that. about that? I saw that, yeah. Woo. <laughs> you imagine. God, you imagine that? He was now, the ch- funny part about it yeah. is that Punk texted the owner about the sale. And she said it was rather unprofessional in a sense. Which is... Extremely ironic because AEW tried to get Punk to sign, but he said it was unprofessional because they texted him about it. <laughs> so it's like, what's it's, good for know. the goose isn't always good for the gander, apparently. Exactly. Do, do as I say, not as I do. I got you. I got you there, CM. I got you there, uh, Paulie. <laughs> yeah. Paul? Paul? Phil? Phil? Paul? Phil. Phil. <laughs> Phil Brooks. I, Paul from, I was thinking Paul Brooks. Phil Brooks. Yeah. You're thinking Paul Blart. I think that's what you're thinking. I was in the mall the other day and I saw a security uh, on a Segway. It was very funny. You just go, peanut Blart and Jenny. <laughs> I just want to throw a stick in front of it and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, nope. Let's get into the TLCs of the 2020. Mm-hmm. I will start this off by saying, um, one, <laughs> I, we we come on the show. I come on the show, and I usually will lambaste WWE because Vince is just so out of touch, and it continues to be out of touch with everything that happens. Um, and it's a detriment to us all that we cannot have fans in the arena because that is basically apparently what he's been going on, and his his barometer of knowing what's good and bad has been the fans. And since there are no fans, we've kind of been as twenty twenty goes, as twenty twenty has been pretty shitty. Um, and the idea of coming up, especially with like a three-hour show every week you know, for Raw, um, SmackDown has kind of pulled away. Um, always while being on Fox, kind of, I know his, his 
exerting that basket a little more because it's, just, it's a bigger deal than being on USA. Um, which is why, I, you know, maybe it, maybe that's it. Maybe his focus or the focus has been on, you know, SmackDown being a better product. Raw has suffered, uh, obviously. Um, so when it when it happens that there's something that's good, it and it, again being so rare, uh, I will freely admit, and I will freely admit right now that TLC this year was, which is in the past has been pretty crappy. This pay per view is was one of the best of the year. I would go on record in saying it was the best, the best of the year, other than, okay. other than the Royal Rumble when we still had fans. Yeah, agreed, agreed. This was, I mean, from top to bottom, uh, every match was good. Every single match was good, and I, I'm, I'm even including her business, <laughs> and I'm including Carmella. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's just you know, the the introduction of uh, or the, the the return of a of a superstar. Um, Surprisingly, not surprisingly, uh, everything was good. Everything was good. So it's starting off Agreed. with with uh, uh, the um, the WWE Championship match for AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, just a, a brawl from start to finish uh, with with Osmos in the outside, uh, uh, kind of playing a factor in almost. this match. Almost, almost, I think, almost, Osmos, almost. Osmosis Jones is the fucking that's what I think cartoon, um, <laughs> which is very funny. Kind of looks like a taller version of me. <laughs> uh, and then turned into a triple threat when Miz cashed in, uh, surprisingly. And well, no, Morrison cashed in. For oh, this is true. Right? <laughs> Wait, we'll so get that. Remember that? Yes, we'll get that back. I'm sure. Um, but when in air quotes, Miz cashed in uh, for yeah. the, for his 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 opportunity at this this match. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just it, just incredible. Honestly, it's one of those matches. I know it's always a good match when you can. You just have no idea who's going to win, and I, I assume that McIntyre was going to take it. But when you have so many close calls on top of a ladder and it being pushed off and going through tables and just the, the the mark of a good match, and it was just again from start to finish with this match was just incredible. Um, and, and McIntyre takes it, and it was just just really good. Um, Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the for the the championship. I'm I'm loving. Carmella's new take on her her, her character, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in her like ultra heel, but she looked like she her outfit looked like uh, old school Carmella with, uh, you know, uh, Staten Island uh, princess kind of swag. But it's it just just really good. I, I take taking incredible bumps and and giving bumps. She was she was really good, and I, I'm, lo- I'm loving this uh, this sommelier outside the ring. Um, Shout out Reginald. Reginald, <laughs> being out there, uh, former NXT year. Um, Sasha Banks takes that one. Uh, the uh, the tag team championship. I, I kind of figured this was going to happen with uh, her business winning this one. Um, so we have new tag team champions, uh, new Raw tag team champions in her business. Uh, mm-hmm. After everything was said and done, they all took a photo. Uh, her business did, and I don't know if you saw that photo with uh, it, was, it was Lashley with his belts, and then MVP had a. Uh, a medal, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament. He medal. won, <laughs> he won a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu championship, and I'm like, uh, okay, so I guess don't fuck with him. <laughs> no. I guess some, some people are like, you know, some some wrestlers are just like, I, this is all I do, and I can I can I can perform and do a spot here and there, but he's an actual fighter, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not gonna mess with the MVP. So listen, her business could, you know. I think it's Steven said or, or you said uh, in our text chain, uh, take the gold, <laughs> take all the gold. I'm, I'm, I'm for uh, her business uh, 
taking everything now. Uh, so we have new champions there. Charlotte Flair being announced as Asuka's uh, tag team partner, taking on Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Uh, as I as I mentioned, I, surprise, no surprise. Um, kinda, yeah, we all kind of figured it. Kind of figured it was her. Uh, my, in watching it in the moment, I was kind of like, maybe it's uh, maybe it is Lana returning, um, and kind of hoping that Charlotte Flair would make her return at uh, the Rumble, but. It was uh, not meant to be. It was meant to be now. So I feel like in this particular match, a better storyline would have been to take Asuka out. Hmm. Have Shayna and Nia take Asuka out instead of Lana. And then have Charlotte as Lana. And Lana. <laughs> uh, exactly. Gotcha. Like a like an odd couple type of thing. They which just... seems to be a recurring Theme. Yes, yes, but vi- which which we have right now is, is our tag team champions, um, and former tag team champions were also uh, odd couple. Um, I, I they just loved to, Vince has a hard on for putting belts on people that already have belts. <laughs> yeah, like you have a belt. Here's another belt. This year was the year of the of the two belts. The two belts. Yeah. So Oscar, so many. Oscar was Oscar, Bailey, uh, Sasha, Keith, Keith. Who else? And that's Sasha. Well, she, she just had the tag. Oh, Jay White. Shout out New Japan. Okay. He just won the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion. Yep. Those belts. One thing that was surprising was Charlotte returned with no implants. Now, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. We all were thinking it. Yeah, yes. But. So, uh, we, at least we know what now that what surgery she was going in for. And she looks much better. It's They're not in her neck. <laughs> <laughs> that she was, looks younger, doesn't she? She does look, she does look younger, and her boobs aren't choking her out. So having their own uh, match uh, underneath her top. So yeah, so she looks she looks a lot better. Now. <laughs> she looks a lot better now, um, and and good for her because apparently that was, according to her and her Twitter, like that was a very scary time <laughs> that uh, having a implant leak. Um, so At you, mania, I think. Yeah, a couple years ago, I think so that's you, what it was. You do what you got to do. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens in just between this match here and the one that they had on SmackDown in the cage uh, this past Friday. Keep this going, man. Keep, keep this saying. Keep the storyline going. Was shitting on this on this storyline because who? Like, oh, there's, there's who was no shitting on this? Up to it. I've been hearing a lot of things. Really? Where we're like, there's no lead up to it. This and this and that. No. But just... yo, honestly, I got hooked into the storyline, but with that talking smack promo. Between Kevin Owens and Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman, right? Like that one was the one I was like, "God damn!" And the, and this whole thing had solidified it. Yeah, just <laughs> especially the cage match. The cage match where he's just like ah, 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 and he's just stretching his whole body out just to try to get fucking both feet. The story's told, man. It's that, oh, that's man. how you tell a story. Yeah, yeah, that SmackDown when he had he was. Well, we'll talk about it later too. But <laughs> Uso's involvement in this whole thing is great in that he he still even though he lost to daniel bryan because that is setting up for something i'm I'm convinced now setting up something bigger with him and roman reigns um the the idea we see bryan win the rumble I, that's what i'm thinking <laughs> that, that's what i'm thinking that's what i thought steven call me a fucking idiot no i i think bryan i think bryan in his in one of his last hurrahs um i think he i think he probably he's one of the my favorites to take it yeah. um but yeah, that's how you still tell a story, man. You have Uso <laughs> at the end of the match, handcuff him to the actual cage when he's so close to getting out, and Reigns in his ultimate heel way, just basically taking baby steps down the stairs to get to the floor. 
Um, and, and Owen's calling him a bitch twice. Uh, hard one. Hard bitch. And even like, the fun- almost as if he said, yo, camera guy, get over here. <laughs> and they replayed it in the, in the you re- bitch. They, they replayed it. <laughs> they they <laughs> yeah. had him do it again in the replay when they had him, they showed him going down the stairs again. They said, you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. This, this match was just outstanding. And, and uh, I will swallow my pride and uh, apologize again to, to Reigns for shitting on him. Um, you know what? Let me take that back. I don't apologize for not liking him because of his character, because his character just was not over to me and his character, it was over, but it wasn't over to me in that I liked him or anybody else did. You know, it was, the popular opinion was that he was not likable because of him getting shoved down our throats. Um, that, 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 that's what hurt him. That's what hurt him a lot. WWE decided, just so happened to decided to listen to the fans in that one particular instance right. and shove Roman Reigns down our throats. So in his return. It all worked out for the better. It, well, in his return to the ring, um, I'm sure at some point he was like, you know, what, I'm coming back, uh, but I'm not doing this again. I want, I want to change, and and he took the ball and ran with it. And uh, kudos to him. He's he's the 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 wrestler of. I, I know they had a whole the, the Slammys happened, and Drew McIntyre won for a Superstar of the Year. Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns is, is Superstar of the Year. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. Drew McIntyre on Raw on the 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 A Show supposedly um is is great i don't get me wrong it's just he's not reigns in this moment in, in 2020 no. right now reigns has taken over in the short period of time that he's been a heel it's it's been it's been his year and uh he i need- would not be surprised if a year from now we were still talking about roman reigns as champion whether yeah. he lost it or not yeah no he's definitely he'll definitely That's be how in the good picture. that character is yeah <laughs> he's definitely has one of the better characters of the entire year yeah um and this is who he should have been a while back. I think Vince was just afraid to pull the trigger, and so he he finally did. And and you no, know, this is what we get. So thank God, <laughs> like how we have, actually have this. And 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 I, I really hope again that the Owens and Reigns uh, feud keeps going on until uh, Daniel Bryan's ready to kind of step in there. And then the main event of the night, the Firefly Inferno match. Yes. Um, this match to me has is love and hate <laughs> all wrapped into one and the 99% of it is love and that 1% is hate so much so that it's it's it, it might have made my list and we will get to the list okay right. you're stupid if it made your list okay you're so dumb i'm not saying about the match i didn't say the match i know i know what you're talking about and and we'll get we'll get into it because i am going to rip you apart um so <laughs> this match here listen I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I loved the fact that as character, he was set on fire. The whole arena had fire around it. Um, and you could, you could also tell the the, uh, the moments when they had the, like the sticks and like the matches and the sticks that were like all had like the the uh, the gasoline glaze on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was it was obviously set up for for this kind of match. But it, it just ended with such a such an awful thud <laughs> to me. It just it didn't look they they could have they could have done so much more with that moment. What? You, you okay? Go ahead. What could no? What could they have done more? I'm sa- I'm saving it for the list. <laughs> I'm saving it for okay. the list. Well, I'll just put it to you like this. Yes. Randy Orton lit the fiend on fire, and then also RKO'd him. Mm-hmm. While he was on fire, mm-hmm. 
Then he poured a whole bunch of gasoline on him mm-hmm. and then lit him on fire again. Oh, he did. And he was still on fire. Okay, he wasn't. Okay. And then it was a cut mm-hmm. and a perfect seamless cut. No, it wasn't. Go ahead. And he came back and, and, and it was a dummy. It no was, shit. Okay. You expected the man to actually be lit on fire. Did you think the Undertaker actually was buried alive? Or Kane? I forgot how that match ended. Dude, honest. dude. But you, still. You could, okay. We'll, we'll, what could you have done? I'm, I'm, I'm biting my tongue because I'm going to save it for my list. Oh, man. Dude, like, you, you, there's nothing else you could have done. No, there is. <laughs> there absolutely is. There absolutely is. And, and it, it's done every day on TV and in movies. There's, they have a better production value that they could have made that look a lot better than they did. A lot better. And I understand the premise of it, and I understand that that's we're we're going to get into a new character that Alexa Bliss. No, it's it's all over the rags, and, and Alexa Bliss kind of mentioned it uh, in her promo, which we'll get get into as far as Raw goes. Um, so we're gonna have like another incarnation of <laughs> Bray Wyatt again, uh, which I'm not mad at. But they could have done that. That whole last scene just fell flat for me, and, and I will I will explain why. Wow. I will explain. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll explain why. I'll explain why on my list. I'm not listen. Do you, you want to just get into the list? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. So let's do it. But the but listen again. The match was great. I'm not saying the match was great. I loved this match. I really did up until the last 30 seconds. That, I know, but it's like, what else would you expect them to do? And I will. I I will. I will tell you right now. Let's get into the into our list. Let's get into okay, it. Okay. So you, you just made my list, motherfucker. <laughs> you just made my list. All right. You just made the list. Okay. So let's uh let's get into this here. So how about okay. Let's let's start off. I always like starting off with the best moments because the worst moments are always more fun to me. So let's get into our best of 2020. We uh, I commissioned Joe uh, and, and myself. Whoa, commission! We're getting paid for this. We're getting paid for this. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I commissioned Joe and myself to come up with our own top uh, three moments, best and worst of 2020, uh, like we did last year, and uh, with some with honorary mentions thrown here and there. And so let's start with our best moments. So I will I will. Give you the baton. So give me your honorary mentions as far as your best, and then we'll get into your top three best moments. Okay. Honorary mentions for my best moments. Number one was Becky Lynch's pregnancy announcement. Okay. It got me all giddy inside. I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. I champion. It it was in, it was in, what I go be a mother. That was (laughs) awesome. Besides the joke of the accent, it was awesome. That was pretty good. Like the sentimental aspect was, it, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Uh huh. And uh, the other honorable mention that I have to put in there, only because it didn't make the list because it was so soon, is Kenny Omega's heel turn. Okay. I have to put that in there as an honorable mention because, like it or not, how it was executed. It's still it's still put its stamp on the world of professional wrestling. Yes. In a good way. Could have been executed better, differently, whatever. You can have whatever opinion you want on it. But it, 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 it made big time news. Mm. Those are my honorable mentions. Okay. And what are your uh, – give me your, your moments. Uh, best moments. Roman Reigns' heel turn. And his alignment with Paul Heyman. Are you, did you rank them or are you just giving me like three? I didn't rank them. Okay. Just because... Actually, you know what? I'll rank them right now. Number three would be Roman Reigns' heel turn. Okay. Number two was the stadium stampede match. 
Okay. I thought it was hilarious. I loved every single second of it. Mm-hmm. And the number one moment of 2020, which, call back to earlier, I still thought was 2019, <laughs> was the double debut of Matt Hardy and Brody Lee. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That was my favorite moment of 2020. What an what awesome moment with nobody in the stands. <laughs> I know, Just, right? It's, I mean, that would be like the, do you imagine the pop that that would have had? Even even oh. now, even now with like the you know, the thousand people that are at Daly's place, just seeing Mad Hardy, Broken Hardy, and in, in up in up in the stands there, and then Brody Lee coming out as the exalted one, um, yeah. which I mean is just again all, all kinds of sad because you know talking full circle here, but um, yeah, amazing moment, yeah, amazing moment. So that was your three, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm, I, listen, I, I I can't disagree with any of those, um, and as a matter of fact, not only did I not disagree with with uh, those, but one of the, your top three are in my top three. So my honorary mention of best moments, I had, um, let's see here, uh, Bailey's turn on Banks. Mm, yeah. So that was huge. I mean, that was inevitable. Everybody knew that was going to happen. Just nobody knew when, and it was going to be a random mm-hmm. smackdown that she was going to do it. Um, so I have that in my honorary mention. I had um, uh, Roman Reigns' return. Uh, when he he uh, came back with the uh, when it was uh, Strowman against uh, the Fiend, and mm-hmm. he had his re- his return. Uh, All right, that's somewhat the same. As far as what? The one that I the, the, the my number the my number three. Okay. All right. Because um, essentially, I did want to say exactly what you said. The whole aspect of his return and him turning heel. Right. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. so I would. We're we'll just talking about the, his actual just return, even before he, he hooked up with, with Heyman. But uh, okay. is that? Uh, I also have uh, two more honorary mentions. I have Kevin Owens' WrestleMania moment when he leaped off the sign. He promised that he was going to do that, and he did it. <laughs> and that was a well, baller Well, if move. you remember, his original promise was that he was going to jump off the pirate ship. The pirate ship, but, you know. This, at Raymond the, James Stadium. Right, which, but this is a very close, <laughs> very, listen, I, you, you take what you can get. And so you're like. It's uh, a good audible. It is a very good audible <laughs> for him to leap off the, the WrestleMania sign onto Rollins on a table. And then my last honorary mention is something that you mentioned with uh, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, impact in AEW crossover. So this is yep. basically like, you know, it's, it's still in its infant stage and we'll see what happens and a lot of promise for 2021 uh, in that regard. Um, but that was in my honorary mention. Um, and then, oh, I know, I have it. I'm, I'm sorry. I had one more. I had a lot of honorary mentions here. My last one is the parking lot brawl with best friends and proud and powerful. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that one, was a good match. One of the best matches of the year. Um, top, probably top five of best matches of the year, uh, both companies. Um, Absolutely. Just an incredible match between the two of them. So there's that. My top three of uh, best moments of 2020. So my th- number three is the return after 21 years. TNT is Sting. The return of Sting to AEW. Sting! 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 Uh, that is number three. Um, my number two, which was your number two, is the stampede, the, the uh, stadium stampede. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> That's my hell two. yeah! <laughs> that was one of the, the one of the best. I mean, that thing with it was like forty five minutes to an hour of just entertainment from top to bottom in that entire it was, match. It was like a mini movie. It was a mini movie going from like you. <laughs> he, did, Jackson did a uh, the suplex from what is it like the fifty yard line all the way to the end zone. With Sammy yeah, Guevara. Northern Light Suplex. Northern Light Suplex. A 90 yarder. <laughs> and they stuck with it. Like it, that thing went on for like a good five minutes. It just, it just kept going and going. 
uh, you know, to the to going to the the bar with uh, with Hager and uh, and um, oh jeez, Hangman Adam Page and uh, there thank you. you. <laughs> uh, the whole bar scene there, and them fighting you know, backstage there, and him being on a horse, and <laughs> it was just it, it was just so inc- so incredible. And then that, it, Guevara taking that bump um, to end the match, and you know Hardy going through his his stages of Hardy Hardydom. Um, in the pool, most <laughs> underrated bump of that match was Ortiz getting his bell rung by the bell. By the bell, <laughs> his, his head is in the bell. It just the whole thing was just incredible. Uh, just such a, a well thought out. Uh, just it's like it, it was a cinematic match. Um, it, it one of the one of the few that was actually that actually ended well <laughs> uh, for the year. So, cinematic matches also were were the huge thing. Obviously, with with COVID this year. And uh, they were not as good as they probably could have been. Seeing how you're you're the one recording it, you're editing it. You can put it together however you want it. It's not live. They can't screw it up. Um, and yet somehow they do. And so uh, this one and uh, and the boneyard match with Taker were like really you know few of the of the good ones. So Stadium Stampede yeah. is my number two, and then my number one moment of 2020, which I marked out hard when I saw this uh, live. And if, again, this this actually happened this year. Uh, thinking that it happened like in 2019. This actually happened this year. Royal Rumble 2020 and the return of Edge. Oh wow! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that was this year. That was this year. And watching him come out after I, I literally said that earlier in seven, the show. <laughs> seven years of <laughs> seven years of just being away and you, you being told that he would never wrestle again and his comeback and then watching his comeback on the network was even better. Um, that they recorded all that and saw like him and, and uh, uh, Beth Phoenix going through like all the doctors and getting opinions and and that whole thing just just incredible seeing him go through that whole thing and then him watching him backstage getting ready for his number to be called and the music hit and you think you know me and this the the entire stadium in Houston just going absolutely ape, ape shit and uh, I still get chills right now I'm getting chills now think about that yeah like him, him him coming out right out of the smoke yeah and him giving that like five second look of like this this is happening don't fucking cry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. and then he goes in the full edge and he's yeah. Like, yeah 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 no he was yeah he was like you see saw him taking the moment and then he just ran to the ring and it was just incredible just just an incredible moment yeah um so that that is our best uh sir what is your honorary mention for your worst <laughs> i, I always gotta kick worst. out of the worst moments oh i lost it i got it uh honorable mention for the worst thing of 2020 mm-hmm Lana, Rusev, and Lashley's wedding angle with Liv Morgan. Uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. That's my honorable mention. Yeah. And I'll get to why it was my honorable mention and it didn't make my top three. Okay. Honestly, because of what happened yesterday or two days ago. The okay. only reason why I didn't make t- my top three. Okay. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Uh, Put you yeah. In as far as my top three goes. Remind me of that. Number three. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker's Farewell. Not so much the farewell. The farewell was really nice. Mm-hmm. But what we could have seen had we not gotten the farewell. The matches, Bray Wyatt, stuff like that. Yeah. I wanted to see The Fiend and The Undertaker. That was the only logical last match for him, to me. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Number two, and the only reason is is number two is because, well, we talked about number one earlier. But number two for me is Goldberg defeating The Fiend at Whatever it was, I forgot. But for the Universal Championship. And right. yes, that's the only time I'm ever going to make mention to it. So fucking <laughs> clip it if you want to. 
but you ain't ever going to hear from me again. Uh-huh. And the worst thing of 2020, obviously, being the death of Brody Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't think to put that on, on this list, but yeah, that, that would definitely be number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm so... The whole the whole situation with Brody Lee, man. I was just it's, it's it was such a good. You know the weird thing about about uh, the Dark Order and Brody Lee was that it was such a long time for a payoff. That when it, it was finally so did, weird for a long time. Yeah, like Dark Order made no sense. We we're like, what the hell is this? Why is this a thing? This is the stupid. Dark Order started out as Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno sat on the throne of dudes. Yeah, he sat on the throne of dudes, and he kept talking about the Exalted One. And this was like, I, it, it wouldn't be for like another year and and change, it, more than a year for the payoff of who the Exalted One is. It was a year ago. So we were talking about Dynamite was... Uh, Dynamite was when they appeared? The first Dynamite? No, no, I'm saying like they still had like Dynamite, like AW Dynamite in arenas. Oh yeah, in front yeah, of fans, yeah, like okay. they said, the Dark Order yeah. was going on for like a good year before you know. Then COVID hit, and then like yeah. a year later, here's Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. So it's it took a while for this this storyline to pay off. Chris Jericho dressed up as one of the minions, if you remember. Did he? Oh yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, way back in the day, That's he had sure. on he had on the what do they call? It's, they're not minions. Whatever they call those dudes, Reapers. No, Keepers. No. <laughs> I forgot whatever. Okay. But he had on the mask, mm-hmm. you know, the the whole throne of dudes he had on the mask, and I mm-hmm. think they came out for a beatdown. Oh, they might have come out to beat down Hangman. Okay. And then he took off the mask, revealing that it was him, and then he just beat the shit out of him. It was something along those lines, I but I remember that, that, that huh. he, he dressed up as a gremlin? No, that's not <laughs> it. I forgot. You're going to remember this after the show. Um, I, there, I'm going to blurt it out probably at the... <laughs> At the end of the show, hunt for red October. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> um. So my I'm, now I already made my list, but yeah. So Brody Lee would be uh, uh, up there. Uh, I'm going to put that on my honorary mention since I had uh, a list here already. But that would definitely be up there. Um, honorary mention. I have Undertaker farewell. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we had we had a common commonality there. You had that in your top three. I had that in my honorary mention. Only because they could have done so much more with it. They had all those, the talent that was in that ring. Uh, w- they were basically all Hall, hall of Famers uh, for the most part, uh, with the exception of like Savio Vega and, and some of the, some of the others. But you had all all these these talented wrestlers in the ring, and then all of a sudden they were gone. And then you had to take her and have his moment by himself. Um, I, I debate with that because I feel like. They Vince wanted to give him his own moment in the ring without anybody else. I understand that. That's fine. But it just came across so flat. And maybe it's because, it was, again, a lot of these things fall flat because there's nobody in the arena. I, I, I will give him some sort of credit with that, but it just it just fell very flat. And for all, everything that he's done for the business, he could have they could have kind of given him more. It just I, I don't know. It fell flat to me. My other uh, two more honorary mentions. Um, the uh, and they both involved the fiend. Um, first one is July nineteenth at the Extreme Rules Swamp Fight <laughs> between the Fiend and Braun Strowman. <laughs> what an awful match! <laughs> and I and I use yeah. match in air quotes and loosely, very loosely. Um, it just it, it it wanted to tell a story about a having a swamp fight and you're being in like the Fiend's backyard and 
you know, it involved Alexa Bliss, and I, you know, I also put if I if I can, and I'm actually just adding this right now. This fight, as well as Fiend versus Cena in WrestleMania, were just these cinematic matches that completely fell flat. Like, just there was no entertainment value whatsoever. I, I appreciated the only thing I could appreciate with the Cena match was that he went through like his like different iterations it was a trip of down memory lane. Yes, it was a trip right. Different iterations of Cena, and if he and fantasy booking as well, right? Because he went to the NWO, like yeah. he, his old school like uh, you know, rapper persona. So that the whole thing just was was horrible. But this the, the swamp fight was just god awful. Um, if if all we got out of the swamp fight was this new Alexa Bliss persona. Then okay with it. so be it. Then so be it. Like, and that's that's probably what it, what it was meant for. Yeah. Uh, and then my other honorary men- honorary mention uh, is Fiend versus Randy Orton at TLC, and not the match, but the last ten seconds. Now let's talk about it. So, what could they have done different with this this match? <laughs> um, we knew that someone was gonna have to get set on fire because you know 2020 was the year of extremes. That you're you're, you're gonna take your eyeball out of your head, uh, Rey Mysterio. You have to uh, hit your opponent with a sledgehammer in their nuts to win. You have to set somebody on fire. <laughs> and this was before the before you get into anything. Yes. Do we both appreciate that at least Randy Orton came out in a sweatsuit? This way, it made the illusion that he was gonna lose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, okay, that good. was one of the things. I, yeah, one of the things I mentioned I, I, when I was watching. I was like, he's not taking this off. So there's a there's a possibility that he's gonna get set on fire i i completely got that yes you could have taken that moment you already had him at one point in the match you already had him as you mentioned you already had him on fire the fiend and mm-hmm. he, he he did an rko on him why not have in that cut scene since that's what you, you they so blatantly did and it wasn't even like that seamless it was so obvious why not have somebody and as they do, when you go to Disney World and they do the stunt, the stunt shows, there's someone on fire. TV, there's someone on fire. Movies, there's someone on fire. There's a stunt stunt man on fire. Why couldn't you have someone and the stunt man? It covered in that glaze, completely covered. You wouldn't see his face because he has a mask on. They have those things where it covers your entire face. Put the mask on, set him on fire, and it could have been a stunt double. Orton, he could have been flailing around in the ring. Orton would have been outside the ring, cut to the the copyright at the at the bottom of the screen, and fade to black. Why have such a blatant, disturbingly funny dummy, obvious, obvious dummy, just staying there like he's on fire? You don't think he would move? <laughs> if anybody set on fire, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm dead now. Like, this is it. Not to mention the fact that obviously wrestling, we always dis- dis- suspend belief that, you know, it, it, this, these matches are basically you're, you're trying to commit murder for somebody, but it's okay because it's wrestling. Why not have somebody that could just be covered in that? You know, just protective clothing with the Fiend's outfit on. It's not Bray Wyatt. Somebody else that could be a body double and just set him on fire. It's all for 10 seconds. And then the, the screen fades to black and they, it's the end of the show. It's so blatantly stupid. It looks so blatantly stupid. That's that's the whole, my whole point. They could You could have done so much better than it being a dummy in the middle of the ring. You're talking about like those... I don't even want to call them comical because they are done in a, a very serious sense in movies. But like where they just have the dudes that are completely engulfed in flames that are just flailing their arms around. Just like this dummy was, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see. All right. All right. You, but you, the thing is, you already had him on fire. That's the thing. He was already on fire. You had one scene where he was on fire from the outside. Do it again mm-hmm. with somebody else. And then just, they, yeah, the guy's like rolling around in the ring like he's, oh my God, it's fire. It hurts. <laughs> fire hurts. I don't know. The newsflash. So make it a little more realistic. Even if you you saw like glaze on him, 
you understand what the premise is. That's the whole point of the match. That, that's I it. that was the whole point of the print. Like you, even with the dummy, you understand what the premise is. But, right, but it's a dummy. It looks stupid. It, it looks stupid. He wouldn't just be laying there like unconscious on fire. <laughs> that's my whole point. I understand we're talking wrestling. And this is like the unless that RKO nerdiest, was that serious. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest RKO ever given ever. Yeah. It could have been a little more a little more realistic in the aspect of setting somebody on fire. <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if you want to talk about realism, it's just. It's just so. <laughs> that, Guys, that's, we're not talking rocket science. We're just talking someone getting set on fire. The it's idea of that, that statement coming out of my mouth even sounds stupid. But <laughs> watching a dummy set on fire and not moving is the stupidest thing. One of the stupidest things I've seen all year, if not in my, <laughs> my entire life. Because it, again, let me set you on fire and see if you don't you don't move. Let's let's play well, that it's game. Clearly, not even one of the top three stupidest things you've seen in all the professional wrestling. Because get ready, here we go. <laughs> we, we have not not that these are stupid. That was that was probably the stupidest thing. Here are my top three of the worst moments of 2020. Number three, September 5th, 2020. All Elite Wrestling. did a hell of a lot more uh, research. research than I did. <laughs> I enjoyed these lists. dates and shit. I was just like, yeah, that time when this guy did that. <laughs> I enjoyed these lists. <laughs> September 5th, 2020. All Elite Wrestling All Out with Sammy Guevara against Matt Hardy. Ooh. And the one of the worst bumps you will ever watch in your entire life. Good pull. Good pull. Forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. See, that was that was just bad. That 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 bump that he took from the top of that that crane onto the floor, he missed the table completely, hit his head, and the match should have been over. Should have been over at that spot. That that moment right there, Tony should have been like, "Let's go. We're going to fade to black." Hey, Jim, here we're gonna go to a video package, and we're just gonna you know, stretch it out so we can have more time. They didn't do that because Matt was Matt said, "Okay, I'm I'm, I'm fine," even though he was in a unconscious blur. And his concussion was through the roof. Um, you, that's why you never let wrestlers, athletes tell you that they're okay because they're not. <laughs> and there's a reason yeah. why there's concussion protocol. There's a reason why they do these things. It was just bad. It was just a bad look all around. And the, the, the pay-per-view itself was not good. This is what sealed that deal <laughs> for that pay-per-view. Uh, and they... and. To AEW's credit, they always put on good shit, which is why we talk about it in so, such glowing you know, fashion. But this was probably one of their worst moments of the entire year. Yeah, uh, it as definitely a was. As a company. My number two worst moment of 2020, <laughs> April 15th, Black Wednesday. And uh, yeah. the firing of Kurt Angle, Drake Maverick, who returned, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater. Eric Young, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Sarah Logan, Eric Rowan, Primo, Epico, Mike Kanellis. Maria Kanellis, I'm not done. Maria Kanellis, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, and the biggest surprise of the list, Rusev. And yeah. and, and uh, longtime referee Mike Kyoto, who's now made a home in uh, AEW. Um, even though, after, after everything was, was said and done with that Black Wednesday, they were still showing profit. There yeah. was there was basically as far as overhead there was none because they were in the PC there was nothing to pay for other than other than uh, the wrestlers themselves you you weren't paying for for uh, the arena you weren't paying for uh, for staff in the arena like it's, this is this was all they were all still in profit um, to come out of all that though uh, the uh, <laughs> at Impact's uh, Slam anniversary in July they, they had the photo remember that photo with uh, it was it was Heath Slater Eric Young Carl Anderson Luke Gallows EC3 Tommy Dreamer. And Kurt, they're all flipping them off. Kurt Hawkins, and they're all giving Vinnie Mac the uh, the middle finger. Um, so number two was Black Wednesday, 
And my number one worst moment of 2020, which you actually mentioned, I think in your, uh, I don't know if it was in your top three or, or honorary mention, February 27th of 2020. And this happened this year. I, I, I keep thinking this was 2019. So watching Super Showdown and <laughs> going from the two, the two week trophy, which was this massive looking. Uh, two Wake Mountain is, is, is something in Saudi Yo, I Arabia. I forgot about that thing. <laughs> you had AJ Styles win this. And then to have such a twist ending to it, to have The Undertaker come out, take the, the trophy, basically, all just to set up for their Boneyard match, which, as, as we mentioned before, delivered. L- delivered. Love, yep. As far as cinematic matches, again, they were all shit except for a, a very few handful of, of matches. And that was one of them that was really, really good. Um, but to set it up like th- like this is just just very weird. <laughs> it was just very weird to do that. But that's not what <laughs> precipitated this as number one. What precipitated this as number one is having your main event with Goldberg versus The Fiend. And this match lasted three minutes. <laughs> Let me repeat that. It lasted three minutes with The Fiend getting speared four times and his spear being a suplex. Because he couldn't get him to stay, stand up. He was so, he's, yeah. the man is 50 years old. So for you to pick yeah. up, and the fiend is huge. So for you to pick him up and lift him up, he's not. It's no small boy. In, in his WCW heyday, could possibly do it. Now yeah. there's no way in hell he could do it. So basically it turned off to be a, from a, uh, it was, yeah, it was a suplex. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, like a, it was supposed to be his his move where he lifts him up, he keeps him up there, and then he just lands him down hard. It ended Jack up being Knock a suplex. Jack Knock Power, thank you. Ended up being a suplex, and that's that was the end of the match, and he lost. And this is after the fact that you had this buildup of the fiend for so long, and you wanted to be have him be so over. Not only was he over, he was the champion. Just to have him lose in three minutes, you killed all that momentum that you had for him in three minutes' time. Yep. The same exact thing that happened to uh, to Kofi Kingston. You had him lose in in thirty seconds to to uh, to Lesnar. Like the the idea of building all these characters just to get squashed is is mind boggling to me. But you had this surreal character that you built up that he built up just to lose to this fifty year old guy in another country in three minutes because he can't last more than five. Worst moment of twenty twenty, by far worst moment of twenty twenty. Yeah, momentum killer, momentum killer for that, and it, it it's but not really. It's not the same as it was. The fiend is the fiend is getting back to where he was because of his association with Alexa Bliss and that whole thing now. But when he was first out, how big he was then is not the yeah. same as he is now. And it, it might take another couple months for him to get there. He might have to be a champion again. But until then, man, it's that was just like you, you just killed keep, you keep, killed a year off of his uh, off of his momentum. Yeah, keep the fiend away from the championship for the time being. Okay, he doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. he doesn't. But at some point, he's... It's like it's like Undertaker. Does the Undertaker really need the World Heavyweight Championship? No. He didn't. He had the mystique around him. He was unbeatable. Right. Sense? It was a whole... It's a whole thing about these giants that they build up like that, and then they... You give them a world title knowing that... What are they going to do? Are they going to... Are, are they going to San Martino the fucking title and, and, and keep it for the next eight years? No, you're never gonna have that again. Hmm. So what what's gonna happen? The most dominant champion of our time is Pete Dunn. 
if you think about it. I'm pretty sure he's the longest reigning champion of the, let's call it, uh, definitely since Punk. Okay. So, I'm not I'm not disparaging Pete Dunne in any way, shape, or form. But it's like, you can't build up somebody so much to give him a title on them, knowing that they're going to lose, but you can't. Like, like Roman Reigns, you know he's going to lose a title, but there is no conceivable person on the roster right now that's given a good enough storyline for him to lose it. So what's... Who knows who's who's going to be? Is it going to be Kevin Owens? But that, I mean, you say that now, right? You say that, right? Well, maybe Daniel Bryan, but you say that now. But wasn't that the same idea as a fiend? Like that was the whole like who who conceivably on the roster? But you had to bring somebody out that that's a part timer. Why? It it was supposed to be. That's exactly why. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I know. know. It's exact. It was supposed to be. He's he he is unbeatable. Which (laughs) is why if Goldberg comes back against Roman Reigns, Roman has to go over. Or else Goldberg will be the most hated person in all the professional wrestling. But that's the whole, the whole point of, of him coming More over. so than Jim Cornette. The whole, the whole point of him coming back would be for him to win. <laughs> so if you're going to have Goldberg come back, it's it's not like he, he, does, he doesn't do these one-offs. He does like these like these stints. He's like you know month or so stints. So if he, if he comes back for a big enough payday and, and loses, even in that match, you're, you're talking about three, four minutes of a match that he's going to lose. You got, he's yeah. he's got to put a struggle up, and so it, you, know, you you might have a possibility where he, if he comes back, God forbid, he comes back, and he beats Roman Reigns. <laughs> I can't even I I don't even know what would happen, um, with Me WWE. Neither, it just I, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> it's just it'd be such shit. Um, if that happens, I'll tell you this: I'm probably gonna pull my stock out of this. <laughs> he should pull that uh, at the beginning of this year when it plummeted. Um, Should have pulled that a long time ago when I was up. <laughs> you were. Uh, really quick, though, before we get into everything else. Those are our lists. I, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed. If there's anything that you guys want to hear or, or that we left out, please hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show, and uh, we will make mention of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as far as everything that I researched and, and looked through for the entire year, for shit that, like I said, went down that we didn't even think was this year, um, there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff, and for that, to sift through everything and kind of come up with those those best and worst, it was a lot of stuff. Um, but on WWE, uh, they just recently put out an article. I think it was actually, say, yesterday or the day before. The 25 best matches of 2020. And I'm not, I'm not going to – I'll go through them all, but uh, really quick, I'm just going to literally just talk about them and just go through. Um, they have 25, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak at uh, Elimination Chamber. 24 – uh, the five-way ladder match for the vacant NXT North American title at uh, TakeOver 30. Uh, Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray, uh, NXT UK I, I quit match. Number 22, Big, Big E versus Sheamus, Falls Count Anywhere. SmackDown October 9th, that was a really good one. Uh, Riddle versus uh, Timothy Thatcher in the, the fight pit. Ooh, the cage match. The cage match, but that was uh, yeah. Riddle's last match in NXT with uh-huh. Kurt Angle as the as a ref. Uh, for no reason whatsoever. For no reason whatsoever. Go on. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso at Clash of Champions. Um, wow, that got that high. That was number nice. number twenty, number nineteen. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, WrestleMania thirty six, one I just mentioned before. Uh, Eighteen NXT Championship uh, Fatal Four Way match, the Iron Man match, uh, which was at uh, Super Tuesday, which mm-hmm. was uh, Gar- you know, Gargano, Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, yeah, uh, Finn Balor, amazing match that ended in a two two draw. Of course, it did. Um, Seventeen Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. 16, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. 
at Halloween Havoc. That was a good match. That was a good match. Uh, Shira- uh, Laray, I'm sorry. Laray, I guess I keep saying, takes bumps like no, no other female I've seen. Um, number 15, the men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And, Hell yeah. And Money in the Bank. Um, both happening at the same exact time. Uh, number 14, the men's Royal Rumble match, which was really good, as mentioned with Edge and uh, basically the making of Drew McIntyre in that and him tossing uh, Brock Lesnar out or yep. k- kicking him out. 13, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens at TLC. That just happened. Um, wow. And I, I definitely put that up there. Um, that was an, an incredible match. Number 12, triple threat uh, NXT women's title match at In Your House. Another another great one. Oh, um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, 11, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match for both belts. It was a great fucking match. 10, NXT champion uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly at TakeOver 31, which I can't wait for their, their uh, rematch. Uh, it just it, it, incredible that the broken jaws everywhere. Um, yeah. Number nine, which is happening uh, that the New Year's Evil it was that January sixth. That's my birthday. Can't wait to watch it. Um, <laughs> number nine, we are Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at uh, WrestleMania. Number eight, Walter versus uh, Dragonoff. I, I gotta watch this match, man, because everybody keeps talking about this. Is one of the, the Yo, best matches ever. I I saw the highlights of that match. Just the destruction. <laughs> it was so bad. The chops that Walter were giving mm. were giving Dragunov. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. See, I gotta watch this match. NXT United thud. Kingdom. A yeah. giant thud. <sighs> that happened uh, October 29th. Yeah, I gotta watch that, man. Um, number seven, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in the ambulance match. With uh, all the all the uh, the legends coming out and helping out uh, McIntyre, number six, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown, June twelfth. Uh, number five, the IC ladder match at Clash of Champions, which that was insane, <laughs> absolutely insane with Hardy and Guevara, not Guevara, Zayn. I keep thinking it's Sammy, uh, Hardy. Uh, that would be impressive <laughs> if Guevara came over. Uh, Hardy, uh, Sammy Zayn, uh, going at it with. Uh, <laughs> with Jeff Hardy's uh, ear being handcuffed to a ladder, uh, never seen that in my entire life. <laughs> Just incredible. That was an uh, amazing match. And, and AJ Styles also. Um, number four, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Reigns mm-hmm. taking that one. Number three, <laughs> this I have to disagree with because uh, it's probably one of my least favorite matches of WrestleMania. Uh, which is not WrestleMania. I'm sorry. One of my least favorite matches of the year. Sorry. WWE Backlash, Edge, Edge versus Randy Orton, and the greatest wrestling match ever. What number was it? Number three. <laughs> it wasn't even the greatest wrestling match of the year. Well, obviously, it because it's number three. <laughs> they, they didn't even put it at number one. So I'm saying, how is it the greatest match ever? It, it wasn't. I, I would love if they just made this a gimmick. Like, this was a gimmick match. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to give you the old wrestler, all that stuff. and I mean, the old ref, all that. You're yeah. going gonna, gonna to play the hits. Mm-hmm. Most most well known, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't even. I mean, it, it was a basic match. It really great was. song though. It was <laughs> it was a very basic match for a greatest wrestling match ever. It was a basic match, and you putting that moniker on a match is just ridiculously stupid. Number two, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey, SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. and WWE's number one match of the year, The Undertaker versus AJ Styles Boneyard match, WrestleMania thirty six. Wow, really? They gave it. They gave that number one. Might disagree with that a little bit. I I tend to disagree as well, but uh, I mean, I, I would. I just I'd feel put like in my cinematic top matches shouldn't be compared to a regular. Wrestling True. Match. Yes. 
Yeah. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest cinematic match of the year. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But it's just, I understand it takes a lot of, I mean, the stadium stampede I did put on my list. So the number two. Yeah. So, you, so it, 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 if they do it right, you can put it on the list. And as we saw with the stadium stampede. But uh, yeah. this, this, listen, this could be top five, six <laughs> as far as matches of the year. Um, Absolutely. It was, it was but, really good. But yeah, uh, I would not put it at number one. No. Um, getting into the week that was here really quickly. I mean, there really, really wasn't much on Raw other than the fact I did want to point out um, the the segment. The only thing I really want to talk about is the segment that uh, uh, Randy Orton had with Alexa Bliss. And as mentioned before, that uh, Fiend is about to have a new character or a shoot off of, the, of his Fiend character. And <laughs> listen... I, I give WWE credit where, where it's due, as I mentioned before, uh, when it when it happens few and far between. But the fact that they can have they have nobody in the arena and they can have these moments where you can cut away and cut in, cut to uh, anything you want, anything you want to do, you can do now because there's nobody there. So when lights go out, lights come back on, and there's a whole playground set, a swing set in the in the ring. I, I like it. I am impressed by it. I loved it. Yeah, you know, this whole <laughs> this whole segment with uh, with Alexa Bliss swinging on the swing and talking to Randy, and uh, kind of giving the impression that we're going to see something soon from from the Fiend again. Um, I, I was all about it. So uh, you know, kudos to them for kind of pulling that off. Uh, also, uh, congratulations to uh, Dijakovic. I mean, Tibar for uh, winning his his first match. Hey, his first Mazel Tov. <laughs> Mazel. Uh, happy happy Chinooka. Ah, uh, there's that. <laughs> Full circle. Um, Full circle. In NXT, I mean, other than the fact that there was a lot of really good matches in NXT, um, the, uh, the the tag the tag team match again, not having uh, you know, Pat McAfee come out for uh, <laughs> Lorcan and Birch, kind of sucks. But you had the two of them taking on Dane and Maverick in a street fight. Really good match. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is now heel, taking on Jake Atlas. He won, good match. Rhea Ripley taking on Dakota Kai in like a, a pay per view, uh, you know, headline match. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mercedes Martinez uh, finally has returned, um, taking her, her her leave from from Retribution. Um, Bronson Reed makes his return and he won against uh, Adonis. Uh, Leon Ruff somehow, in some way, beats Timothy Thatcher <laughs> because Triple H loves him. I don't know how that's, that would be even really happen in real life. Um, speaking of uh, Timothy Thatcher, Tyler Rust wins against Davari. Adam Cole in the main event, taking on uh, Velveteen Dream and beating uh, beating Dream and the hashtag Fire Dream uh, Twitter handle is revived. It has commenced once again. <laughs> it is back. Turn it on. Turn the, everything on. Turn the lights on. We're back to trying to fire dream. Um, so yeah, so that was <laughs> that was your NXT, uh, all basically just setting up for uh, New Year's Evil, happening January sixth. Uh, let's see here. I- I- anything with AEW? I mean, other than just go through my notes here from this uh, week. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I, I you know what I did I did I I did like the only thing I, I will mention here. Other than the fact that uh, a couple of things, the uh, Le, Le Dinner Debonair, we didn't mention the fact that they won. Uh, was it the New York Times? You best. Uh, did they win? 
Well, that's what MJF is holding the, the trophy for. I that. thought it was. I thought he was holding the fact that he got nominated for it. You don't get a trophy for nomination. I thought. I thought he made that himself. If I'm being completely honest, I thought that, that was made by him. I think he. I think they won. And I think we should look into that because I think he actually won it <laughs> with with Chris Jericho. And I think that they, were, they were pointing that out too. It was like, why is Jericho not getting the uh, the rub off of this that MJF is getting? Um, there was that. Uh, Shivani interviews Sting, uh, the Sting and Darby Allen uh, thing. I, by the way, I, Darby Allen being in the, in the top of the arena, coming all the way down, he, he must have booked it <laughs> because he he ran quick and fast and in a hurry to get into that ring to to uh, face off against uh, Ta- Team Taz. Um, Dark Order, Cole Cabana taking on Jurassic Express. Uh, let's see here. I mean, really, as as far as AEW, the only thing. Oh, you know that was it. The I, I know they they mentioned uh, like a week or two ago as far as acclaims and you know the the gimmick that they have as far as rapping and how how uh, Young Bucks kind of pointed out that it's, it's been done before. I don't remember John Cena ever coming out with a music video, and uh, acclaim uh, did did he like an like an actual like like as character as his as his rap character he had a music video it might not it might not have been on WWE television but i feel like he might have really yeah also well, by the way i'm only seeing that they made the 20 to a best performance of 2020 list then i okay all right i i want to look into that further because i, I could have sworn i heard that he actually they actually won it um but okay all right i, I could be wrong um as mentioned, so John Cena never had anything on WWE TV as, as his rap persona, but Acclaimed had a whole music video, <laughs> basically ripping uh, Young Bucks, and, and it was a fire. It was I was going to say it was <laughs> like it was a great song. The beat was not that bad. <laughs> I was actually I was actually into it. Um, so I, I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about the Acclaimed and and their 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 push and seeing seeing where they go. Um. It's trying to see anything else here. Natural uh, Dustin Rhodes takes on Evil Uno. Uh, they try to recruit him. Uh, Sean Spears apparently is is fed up uh, since he has the same damn uh, role here as he's had in WWE as as not being pushed at all. And so now he's he's going after Tony Khan. That should be interesting to see that uh, play out. Uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, Abaddon basically pulled a uh, a Baszler and bit the neck of Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Um, that was wild. That was that was insane. <laughs> She's a, a scary, scary woman. Um, and then uh, in the main event, uh, the acclaim take on uh, the Young Bucks, and there will be no shock when uh, the acclaimed are are named tag team champions someday. Um, you ready? Because they're really good. Yes, please. Oh, is that it? That's not bad, man. Told you. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad at all. Um, John Cena, right now. That's the name of the song. <laughs> Not bad at all. Um, and then uh, Friday Night SmackDown, and uh, as I mentioned, for for a Christmas episode, 
I think we, we you had said it before. For a Christmas episode being the highest, one of the highest rated SmackDowns of the year. Yeah. How how shocking is that? I he, Steve, I, like I said before, it wasn't Steve even live. That and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, it wasn't even live. <laughs> it was four taped. million. That's insane. At one point, four million viewers. So here, here's the thing. Unbelievable. If I had to think about it, uh, as to why that would be, everybody. Well, I mean, everybody's home. It's not like you gained new rest, new wrestling fans. It's it's been Friday Night SmackDown on Fox for you know over a year now. I, uh, or it's been yeah. a, it's been a while. So why was oh, this way over a year? Yes. Yeah. So why would this be the, the highest rated one? Is, is it because it's Christmas and everybody's home and there's nothing else to watch other than you know a Christmas like story? It's the only logical explanation. A, a Christmas story for the fifteenth time, or yeah. uh, it's a Wonderful Life for the seventeenth time. Like you no, know, it's something different and. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, for for everything that it offered, uh, I, my 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 term today is from top to bottom. This was absolutely great, absolutely great. Every single match was great, um, culminating in in the uh, in the title change, uh, starting with out of the gate, out of the gate with this cage match with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I like the cage match better than the TLC match. I will tend to. I, I'll put it on par. I'll put it on par as, as as far as it being as good. Um, I think I, think I, I see, just I liked can, it more because the ending. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I can see that. I can see that. Um, also, how big were the steel, like the things in between the steel cages, like the actual mesh, the holes of the steel cage? Yeah. Where Jey Uso could just fit both of his fucking hands through it, <laughs> like he was working in a goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> There must have been like yeah that gap you just yeah just for him to to have, put his hands through and handcuff him it's just uh it's very funny um yeah that ending to that match though it just it, it's great storytelling when you can just have him like the only way for you to win is to have your cousin come out uh distract him get get his head destroyed by a door of a cage come back put his hands through said uh, holes in the cage. Handcuff you to the cage, and then have Reigns basically just walk by him. Kevin Owens trying to kick him and calling him a bitch while he just nonchalantly walks down the stairs, hits the floor with both feet very, very subtly and slowly, in in a in a act of just showing him up and retaining the belt. Um, just it's just great. <laughs> just, and they have to have like a third. They they need to have a third, a third. The problem is though, if you have a third match, then. Does Kevin Owens win? <laughs> like you have to. This has got to be some sort of payoff. You can't have him like like just like Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Like Randy Orton will lose, 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 and then at some point he's got there's got to be a payoff. So he won. He won the belt. So would you have a Kevin Owens like short reign like that again to just for Reigns to get it back? I don't know. No, I don't think you. Can. I you. I don't think you could do that to KO. I, I'm saying I. I yeah. Right. No, you're right. But I'm saying you know? it, if you, it, I would love to have this. I would love to for this to go another two three matches. Like they strung out those McIntyre Orton matches, but at some point you got to have there's got to be a win <laughs> on Owen's end. Yeah. Um, so if they're going to continue doing it, if unless you know the, Daniel Bryan's uh, foray into the, into the Royal Rumble is signaling that this feud is over, but I, I can't see how it is. Like the, you can't just end a feud when he's handcuffed to a to a cage. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Which Kevin Owens wins the Royal Rumble. And this feud keeps going. Oh, there we go. Steven said that. Okay. I'm going to give fuck. He'll. he'll 
I, I think I think Owens Owens now um, with his his stature with this whole feud with Reigns being one of the best feuds of the year, even though it just ha- it happens to be at the end of the year. It's always fresh in your mind when you you know have things that just happen, obviously. But it legit is. It's legit been one of the best. And they're pushing hard the fact that Kevin Owens just doesn't quit. And he will get his ass yeah. kicked and gets up. And, and, you know, like Michael Cole or whoever, you know, Tom Phillips will say it every five seconds. Uh, you know, he gets up. He keeps getting up. They should just keep this going. You have to, you have to go again. But there's got to yeah, be some sort of payoff. Absolutely. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of payoff. Um you had a triple threat match for a triple threat elimination match for the women's tag uh, championship with Charlotte Flair and Oscar uh, taking on Bailey and Carmella, and then taking on Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, I, I I had a feeling that uh, Carmella and Bailey would be the first ones eliminated, but did not see them hanging around to distract <laughs> Sasha Banks and have uh, Charlotte Flair and Oscar retain. Another incredible match. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso. I mean, that's needless to say, that was just incredible. The two of them are, are great. Um, and Daniel Bryan winning this, winning, you know, again against Uso is just, uh, I, I'm, I think this, that is going to solidify the storyline. If not, he's going to be in the Rumble, but at some point, it's got to be him and, him and Reigns have to face off maybe between the Rumble and, and, uh, WrestleMania. Extreme maybe. rules or something. Who, who knows? Um, and then the main event, we had uh, a lumberjack match with uh, Big E taking on Sami Zayn. And uh, the only thing I, I I say this lightly, I mean it, it's it could have I could have done either way without the lumberjacks. Like this could have been just a, a straight match where I could have just enjoyed what they were doing. Um, lumberjacks added a little bit to it. It wasn't like it was so much that it, it deterred from it, but it wasn't so much that it made it better. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, uh, the match that they put on was great, and we have a new champ. A new new day, new champ. Um, and so the the rise of Big E <laughs> as the fall for the new day. As yeah, yeah. So it's this is it. The, the push has begun for Big E. Um, About time, and I'm glad to see it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely glad to see it. So we have, if I, I mean the math is correct, let's see one two. Three. Uh-huh. Carry the three. Carry the three minus pi. Of the well, Charlotte, Charlotte's a women's champion. I was gonna say the minorities that are holding all belts <laughs> in WWE right now. That's where I was going with it. So you have her business. You had okay. New Day, went to her business. You have Street Profits, okay. Big okay. E, uh uh-huh. Roman Reigns. Yes. Um Yeah. I mean called Drew McIntyre. Now maybe but he's uh Scottish descent. Um <laughs> That's very, very white. Very white. Um, <laughs> and Oscar and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Minorities are the majority of the <laughs> champions. <of those laughs> very, I just found it interesting when I, I, I saw Big E win last night and uh, or two nights ago. I was like, oh, well, look, that's interesting. I <laughs> just wanted to bring. That I think. Up. I think even after Big E's, even before Big E's win, the minorities are still the majority champions. This is very true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Uh, that was the week that was, man, and that was uh, the, the hell of a the hell of a week. Starting with TLC, and then you know the ups and downs, especially the downs with with what happened yesterday with Brody Lee, and um, the ups with with good products being put out by WWE, which is shocking. But you know, SmackDown has been a consistent go getter with uh, with some of their matches, and it's, um, you know, hopefully in twenty twenty one we get to see more of that. But 
I'm really hoping that you know sooner rather than later we can actually be in the the arena and see this live, and not have to yeah. see uh, Thunderdome participants. <laughs> Look for us at Blood and Guts, guys. <laughs> Whenever that may be, twenty twenty two, twenty three, who knows? But we'll be at Blood and Guts at our first AEW event. Um, anything else before we we say goodbye to this incredibly god awful year? Uh. Do you think this will be AEW's first 10-bell salute? Uh, it would have to be, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think WWE does it? Wow. Uh, you know what? Like I th- tomorrow. First of all, being the elite tomorrow is going to make me cry. Mm. Probably. So this is going to be real emotional. Do they do that live? BTE? Yeah. No, but it's like, like it's it's taped throughout the week. Oh, okay. All right. It's like different segments taped throughout the week. It's a vlog. That's what it started out was. Okay. It was a vlog about being mm-hmm. in the elite. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into this whole sketch show, kind of. And I'm not mad at it whatsoever. <laughs> Start watching that, too. So I got BTE on my, my schedule here, and uh, I have... Uh, that's it? a good thing about BTE. It's on YouTube, and it comes out first thing Monday morning. Okay. Relatively first thing Monday morning. So BTE and uh, that uh, that Walter match. I got to yeah. watch watch those two things. That's your homework. Um, and my homework to you. Do you watch um, uh, off off topic here? Do you watch Mandalorian? Yes, I did. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes, I did. Okay. So, all right. So I'm on I'm on episode four of season two. Um, okay. Two okay. things. Okay. So at, at the last episode, we got to talk because I got questions. Okay. Then I, then I hopefully have answers. Two things. Uh, one, I hate people. And two, I say that. that's going. I say that because the, the, all the, the, the flack that Mandalorian got when Baby, Baby Yoda ate those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, I can't believe you would do that. What? First of all, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> please stop. I hate when people get serious about fantasy. Really. Like, it's just cut the shit. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really ridiculous. That's one. Two, and I, 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 for some reason, I, I speak in hyperbole, and and it just seems to be over the top. But this is not watching that, and I've, I've been binging through because it's so good. Yeah, that first is. episode of season two, where I won't give uh-huh. anything away, but it's basically it's him and the the uh, Timothy Oliphant, who plays the the leader of the of the yes. the yes. the sand town, and he finds yeah. he finds the basically the Boba Fett <laughs> costume that he got from the uh, the Jawas. Yes. That entire episode, which was directed by um, John Favreau, the creator of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. one of the best episodes I've ever seen of anything. <laughs> it was just from from just incredible how they, they the storytelling and then that whole fight scene, yeah, was was great with that that this the sand dragon. And if you notice, and this is how nerdy I am, if you notice, the whole episode starts with the 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 letter boxing. We have like the bars mm-hmm. on top, bars on the bottom. When that thing emerges from the cave at the in the final fight scene. Those letter boxes go away, so you could get to see the whole scope of it. And then, when at the end of the scene where he, where Mandalorian goes away, it, you know, rides off on this uh, the Sand Rider, it come the letter boxes come back. It, it, like little things like that make so such a big difference <laughs> to me. It was such a great episode. It's it's so good. If you're not watching Mandalorian, g- go steal it from a, from somewhere or or pay for Disney Plus. I don't know, but watch it. The, listen, twelve ninety nine a month, and you can get oh yeah that's right. Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Look at you, Come on, look that's at you a push. steal, man. How much are they paying you for that that plug? Nine ninety nine. 
they paid you nine ninety nine and you're paying twelve ninety nine. I think you're getting shorted. I think I'm not. I'm not paying that. Shit. I think you're getting shorted. Well, that is it, my friends, ladies and gentlemen. Sons of Slam is done for today and is done for 2020. We will see you on the other side in 2021, and I leave you with the first voice I spoke in the some old Lang Syne and. Oh, Kenny. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Thanks to everybody for the support in 2020. And uh, we'll see you in 2021. Absolutely. Guys, be, be safe. Be well. We'll see you next year. The luckiest man on the face of the earth. We're going to note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Now, what are you asking me for? Jackie Robinson goes to bat for the first time. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Oh, well, crap, eh? Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Baby, you're the greatest. Mars with sun recording artist Elvis Presley. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Godspeed, John Glenn. Happy birthday. Mr. President. President Kennedy died. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And I say segregation now. What we have foremost in common is that enemy. Segregation tomorrow. White man. And segregation forever. He's an enemy to all of us. I have a dream today. The Beatles. Uh, today I ordered to Vietnam the Air Mobile Division. President Kennedy has been shot. Is that possible? He said many times. The Sons of Slam podcast. 